When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to the really, really, really irregular podcast that we have here uh, at Thompson House. Everything is black and white. Very popular with everyone outside the building, at the very, very least. So we're back in January after a gap of about five years, I think it's been with myself, Neil Cameron, Mark Douglas and Andy Fowler. And nothing has happened since our last podcast, and that's why we haven't been there. Alan Pardew has not left Newcastle United. John Carver hasn't taken control. They haven't interviewed lots of other people. The FA Cup didn't end all over again. Actually, an awful lot has happened, so we will try to get through. Don't forget the ban. Don't forget. Yes, it's just it's, it's <laughs> too much. The ban. the ban being rescinded. Oh, it's just, there's just too much. Remy Cabela had a good game of yeah, football. There you go. That, that's what you get for £12 million these days. But we will start for where we are right now. I'm not I don't mean philosophically, Mark, but you know, literally in the sense of Newcastle United. Southampton and Saturday, I think our our information so far is certainly John Carver's going to be in charge for the next week or so. I think we are guessing, and guessing's the what educated guessing at the moment, that Mr Carver has a hell of a chance of being in charge for the rest of this season at least. Mark, what do you think is happening and what do you think should happen? Um, I think that at the moment Newcastle are making a virtue of the fact that they're taking their time to appoint a new man. Um, They have discussed it with three or four people. I think Lee Charnley has a modus operandi and the modus operandi is to make sure that everything's right. I don't speak French, but does that mean... (laughs) Uh, Basically, I think Lee Lee Charnley will do things exactly the same way that he's done things with transfers. Um, It infuriates a lot of Newcastle fans. It sometimes infuriates us in the media because he's intent on being um, incredibly secretive or or letting us know exactly what he wants us us to know. But by the same token, it's an approach which... You know, Newcastle believe is the correct one. They don't believe that there's anything to be gained by telling people who they're, who they're after. I think that that has led to a void of information into which a lot of names have been poured, some of which are probably not that accurate, some of which are. We know Remy Gard is definitely an interest, and Thomas Tuchel as well, who's another one who Newcastle have kind of looked at. Graham Carr's got a lot of links in France, he, he we know kn- about he, that. He knows Tuchel, doesn't he, I think, there's he a connection a, there. He has a lot, uh, the, the thing about Carr is I think that people kind of assume that he's a one-trick a one, uh, one pony and France is the only place he knows, but that's actually uh, not correct at all. He, he spent a lot of time in Germany trying to bring in players, they were after uh, La Soga, I believe a guy at Hamburg who was a Germany under-21 striker. spent time in Spain as well. Yeah, they did. They, they, they thought they had the guy La Soga as well, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if there's a left-field candidate. It's for Carver, interesting really. I, I think that it's... I know what you mean about looking like it could go to the end of the season. Yeah. It would, in many ways, if Newcastle had had beaten Burnley 
I think he'd have the job now until the end of the season because I think they'd be safe. And he would have been a bit more palatable appointment. We can't lie, though, and say that it'd be a popular appointment. No, 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 it wouldn't. It's, it's nothing to do with John Carver, the bloke, because, as we know, he's a really nice guy. He's passionate about the club. No one could ever question his loyalty. The players like him, mm. as far as we know. That That's a big thing. The players, always, I, go for the, they, the players they, always go for the caretaker. They, 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 they do. They, they, the and they're not going to say any different. It would be yeah. quite funny if one came out and said, I don't <laughs> want him to get the job. You know, from my point of view, from the... the pe- not the, there's no point, I don't think, Andy, I will come to you in a second, but Mark, just staying with you, there is no point in th- talking about who we think they should go for, because that's not going to happen, we're yeah. just silly. But of the names mentioned, my personal choice, which is worth utterly nothing, but I like Steve McLaren. I think he's a good coach. I, he's, had a, he's had a proper, proper coaching and managerial career. I'm not suggesting other candidates haven't. And I, I did find it amusing that he, he came out and denied, denied, denied yeah. that he was going anywhere. And I did think, why is he doing that? Because of press speculation. I just wonder if it had been intimated to him by some way that would you be interested in the job, Steve? Uh, but what would you have thought of McLaren? Yeah, well, I, well, my kind of... You made a few, made a few calls the day, the day that that happened and I think Newcastle were a bit surprised. Well, this was my impression, obviously. that I think Newcastle were a bit surprised that, that he was quite so vehement in the fact that he didn't want the job because he's, <laughs> he's known... McLaren is known to people at, at Newcastle. There's no doubt about yeah. it. He's known through... Um, he's known through a few common friends in football to, to the board... Um, yeah, I was a bit surprised about that. When I think McLaren would have been a good head coach, he's very tactically astute. Um, funnily enough, although Newcastle fans are probably go, oh, Steve McLaren, Derby fans that I know actually were, on the, were, were texting yeah. me saying, oh, tell us, that, tell, them that, tell us that Steve's not going to, to Newcastle, which I found quite interesting because I think when he got the job, a lot of Derby fans would, would have been, had their he- head in their hands. Um, I like the look of Remy Gard just because I think, um, I think it would fit in with what Newcastle are doing and I like the cut of his jib I like the team that he had at Leon. Um, made a few calls at the weekend seems alright but then again a few people said to me it could be too big a job for him as well you know Leon never got the kind of numbers that Newcastle get yeah that, that's uh, Andy do you think the club are right if they look at the league table right now and say they're not going to get relegated although some fans do fear this I, I, I don't think they're going to I think they'll sit around about no. where they are yeah you think that as well do you think then they're right in saying I'll tell you something let's just get this season out and wait until the summer when somebody such as De Boer maybe Michael Loudrup maybe one or two others will be available or, or at least there would be more of a chance of getting them whereas and right now um, Eddie Howe for example Steve McLaren will say again and De Boer are definitely not going anywhere that might change at the end of May yeah I, I actually quite like the idea of, of keeping Carver on and then sort of not so much holding out until the summer but actually going do you know what we are alright you know obviously they've got a few games at the end of the season that they could pick up a lot of points the month before that actually has got a really really tough month but actually I think they're going to be fine hang around mid to mid table but that's all they really need. And I think if that happens, give it... That's give all they really need now yeah. to the board, of course. Exactly, yeah, no, exactly. Not, not exactly. And I think for actually... Give it, give it, to, give it to Carver. What, why not? I mean, you know... Well, it is, the reason, I think the reason why the Newcastle fans are sceptical about that is because they don't believe that the Newcastle board, if they appoint John Carver, will go and get somebody better yeah. in the summer. Can, can I put then... What you're saying... Just, let's just say John Carver gets a job on a temporary basis. with Steve Stone as well, mm. um, as, as, as would be the assistant. And he keeps him in the top ten, m- m- beats Sunderland, 
gets picked up a couple of decent results, which that group of players are capable of, particularly that there are some coming back, blah, 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 we all know that. Would they then, do you think, be tempted in May if he'd done more than OK? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I, don't, necessarily, I don't necessarily think that, they, that the Newcastle fans think that because I don't think the board, if in my honest opinion, are looking at John Carver as a potential long-term I would agree. candidate. I, would agree. I think they might be looking to the end of the season. But... Newcastle fans have been cynical about stuff in the past. I remember talking to a few around January last time who were saying to me, oh, well, I know what happened this month. We won't sign anybody. We'll sell Kabai. It happened. Um, I know what happened in the summer. We'll sign X amount of players, but we won't sign the striker and defender we need. That happened. Newcastle fans' expectations generally have been lived down to. Now, they'll look at it and they, they you know, Newcastle, Newcastle board haven't got the amount of trust you know, nobody, no Newcastle fan has that trust in Newcastle's board at the moment, and with justification because they haven't done enough at the moment, in my opinion, to to lift it. And and I don't think they necessarily would look ahead, but I think you know, again, you're inviting all that negativity around the club, which is mm. what they need to get away from. And that's why I think if they make an appointment now, somebody impressive, somebody different, it buys that everybody time. It gets that's a year then, a year of goodwill. I think that Newcastle it, have because I, I, people won't rush to have a go at a new it, manager because they'll give him time. That's a big, big couple weeks for Lee Charnley. Mm. He's been in the job less than a year. He did okay in the summer. Just okay. Um, but as far as we know, I'm not saying Ashley doesn't have a say in it, because I actually know for a fact he's looking for a certain type. However, it's hands up, brackets hands off. You know, it's not mm. completely hands off. He's taking a bit of a step back. So this is Charnley's show. Andy, this could define his career at Newcastle yeah. United, because buying and selling players... With the best ball in the world, anyone can do that, more or less. Getting in the new head coach is going to take this football club forward, we would hope, is, is, is a biggie. Yeah, and I think that, that's actually the, the, the interesting thing. And I know what you're, you're saying, Mark, in terms of if you get it right, if you get someone in now, it, it, does, it buys you that, it buys you a bit of favour. But actually, for, for him, I don't know, is, is it actually, does he take a braver option and go, no, hold on, I am going to stick by my guns? Wait till the summer. If they have those certain people in mind, if they give it to Carver, the problem is, like you say, a lot of cynical views because of the way people have been treated in the past. And actually, is it better to be in the clubhouse with somebody than it is to go, oh, we're going to hold out? Oh, no, wait, we haven't got anybody. I think if they, I think if they hold on till the summer, they really need to pull a rabbit out the hat then. And I'm not sure Remy Gard does that. I'll be, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cynical about him, I have to say. I'm, I'm not saying he would be a success. Oh, if they bring some, if he brought Comenius now, interesting. I, from my view, if they do go down the road of let's see, let's just let this season finish itself, and we've still got actually quite a few bits to go. I think when they get to the summer, I don't think it can be Carver. I think it's really got to be a big name, such as De Boer, Paul mm-hmm. Clement, perhaps at Real Madrid. Somebody we haven't even mentioned mm-hmm. yet, and we don't know about. If you, if you, if yeah. you, if you under, understand I, my I just, line of thinking, yeah, I, I mean, my, my worry about that, I just, I just feel for the fans in a way. If, if it is Carver, and, and basically the message, if it is Carver, is a little bit, we'll get to the end of the season. Oh, that's um, exactly the message, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And you've paid then for a season ticket. And you've got, for your season ticket money, you've got a terrible start, you've got a pretty decent November, you've got an awful December, and you've got the club in January pulling the shutters down mid-January and saying, we're out of the cup, which is something that they weren't that that bothered about anyway. And you're basically saying, we're going to say, look, we can buy the end of the time. You've got to give Newcastle United fans something 
to yeah. hold on to. One, the th- one thing is that the, yeah. that hasn't happened now. For this to be the second season running, where effectively you've drawn, you've said in January this yeah. season is going to play itself. Out. No, yeah, no, and I, I, that on behalf of the Newcastle United fans, I get angry for them because I don't think that's good enough. I actually don't want to linger in the FA Cup because I think we've, we've exhausted that. Even though we didn't do a podcast about, we wrote enough about it, but it was an absolute disgrace. And I don't care anyways, it was an absolute disgrace. Another thing that is going on at this time, apart from getting the head coach in, in fact, if Alan Pardew hadn't resigned, or if he had resigned before that and they'd got somebody else in, they need to sign players. You know, they need to sign players. And whether it's Charlie signing the players, Graham Carr signing the players, or, you know, Carlo Ancelotti when he comes in, <laughs> player manager, it's a good player in his day, it was the 1980s, Andy, you wouldn't remember, it's a good player in his day. Um, Mark, I'll go to you then, Andy. They, they need to sign, in my view, a centre-half. They needed to sign one anyway, and Stephen Taylor's out for the season. And a striker. I think that's something I've said before yeah, <laughs> over the last yeah. 12 months. Think, and that, that has to be done, sure. in my eyes. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I agree. I think centre-half-wise, I don't think they will, because I think they, they in their eyes, they see Dummett as a centre-back. Potentially, if he's needed to be, they also see Jean Mac can play there as well. He can. Um, <laughs> I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I think you need a centre back. Um, Striker wise, I don't know when Newcastle are going to sign this striker that they've needed for for two, two years, two and a half years, because, perhaps. Yeah, you know, Riviere was Riviere was there. I think it's ruined Riviere being asked to play as the main striker. I think they signed him with an intention to bed him in um, very gradually, like they like they were. I was thinking with Perez, who maybe got that opportunity to yeah. watch from the sidelines a, li- a little bit and do things, and I think it benefited Perez. Perez has turned out to be a better player than Riviere. I think it's, it's clear on that, but I think it's ruined Riviere. Newcastle need a frontline striker. They've got Papi Cisse on the sidelines talking about his own future, saying, I'm not sure where I'm going. What? Who's going to score the goals for Newcastle mm. United moving forward? This is another game. Uh, on sa- on Saturday that Newcastle had that's Leicester and, che- and Chelsea now where they didn't score without Papi Cissé in the team who's going to score the goals for Newcastle United mm. you know it's all very well saying we're safe from relegation yeah I think they probably are but you know who's going to score the goals and who have they shown any inclination in the last two and a half years to really go out and push the boat for that big striker yeah they wanted Alexander Lacazette they did they wanted Laurent Remy in the summer they did but were they realistic targets were they ever going to go and push the boat out and do what they needed to do in the summer Wilfred Boney yeah to the words from my lips they could have had and decided not to get has just gone to Swansea for £30 million there is value in the striker market if they do it right and sign a player who's going to score goals they can make the money that they they will make on Sissoko that they made on Debussy. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so frustrating. Yeah, and to, to go to the other side of the field, and Mark touched on this, they need a centre half. Yeah. Colacini's form is up and down. Okay, that that's just that's no disrespect to a very fine player, but his form is up and down. Mike Williamson, who I, I like as a blow, has really, really struggled. Stephen Taylor isn't there. Yang B is playing somewhere else. Dummett's fine at full um, centre half, but he has a full back and yeah. the Jan Ma thing's just I think crazy. They need a centre yeah. half because they're leaking goal. They don't they don't lose many games one nil. No. They lose two, three, mm. four. You know, and there's two, mate. There's far, far too... Even the game they, they beat Everton, 3-2. Two, two pretty yeah. simple goals. Don't, they well, need the, somebody there. They, they, need, they need someone to, to come in and, and stand up in that position. I mean, interestingly, a little, not too long ago, was it Winston Reid at West, West Ham, with Man United potentially looking at, I think, the 4 million mark 
four million for Winston Reid. You know, th- these are the kind of players. I'm not saying that they should go out and get someone like that. I recommended him two years ago in Newcastle. Actually, well, that's what I know. And, well, I mean, that's the thing. And four, four million is, is is a snip for what you know. We're talking in terms of strikers. You do have to absolutely agree. You need to go out and they're at a premium and you pay those big money. But you can get quality players, and instead of getting makeshift players, which is what we're seeing, yeah. it's a makeshift centre-half, it's a makeshift left-back, it's whatever. No, you need to get somebody that, that understands that role, because Colaccini can't do it all on his own. I think Yanmat's a cracking player at full-back. I wouldn't move him anywhere apart from that right-back, because I think he's good there. But Colaccini is somebody there who's actually going like, to take a bit of burden off, off him, because he can't, he can't do everything, and... He's not hard. He's had a bit of an up and down season himself. Started very poorly, I thought. Came back into it a little bit. But they're shipping goals like like now tomorrow. When we do our next podcast, Mark, in about sixteen weeks' time or whenever it is, the hope would be that Sim De Jong is fit and playing. Gabriel mm. Obertan is fit and playing. Rolando Ahrens mm. is fit and playing. Mehdi Abid is fit and playing. When they all come back, the squad looks much different. The team looks much different. The problem is, you're asking four guys, well, particularly Aaron's and De Jong, to be honest with you, because they've had muscle and you know they've had more serious injuries to come back, not quite hit the ground running, but be up to speed pretty quickly. Mm. That's asking a lot, isn't it? Because we, we write about this all the time: the players coming back. But it's not just a simple question. You go, ta-da! I'm yeah, fit well, again, and then I'm absolutely brilliant. You and know, we saw De Jong played against Crystal Palace, didn't he? And that he played. That was his. That was his kind of start this season. And uh, he didn't look. He didn't look quite. He didn't look he sharp. Unfit, he was unfit since July. Yeah. Well, this really? is this is the thing now. And actually, you stretch it back further than July because he actually got injured about this time last year for Ajax. So it's almost a year without playing regularly for De Jong. I think you really need to be careful with him and and bed him in very very gradually. And you can't. And I think part of the problem was with De Jong at the start of the season was that Alan Pardew would got this whole system, this whole strategy that, that revolved around De Jong playing this number 10 and it, w- it would have worked, I think, really, really well. I think it actually would have bought Alan Padre a bit of time um, at the start of the season. I think he would have, it, would have been, it would have been a big help, but they were reliant on a player who was, who was injured. That's why he came to Newcastle, let's be honest. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. potential future, I mean, he was an Ajax captain, potential future, you know, mainstay of the Dutch national team if he gets if he gets himself fit and, and rare in great attitude, really good player, great from set pieces, which Newcastle need as well. Oh, just a um, little bit. Just he a little will bit. be a great yeah. player. But it's a real shame, him. isn't it, from our point of view, we haven't got to see him. Yeah, you know, some players get great. injured, but it, it, was, it is a real He was shame. the one player, uh, even more than Cabela, who I was really excited about seeing in the summer, and we haven't really seen him at all. So, you know, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, all those players that you mentioned coming back, by the way, not one of them a striker. Newcastle no. need to have a Newcastle need to have somebody who's going to put the ball in the yeah, back. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't change. That doesn't change at all. One one man who could uh, whether or not he will score, create is Cabela, and we've been waiting a long time for that. I don't think anyone's ever said or written that he's a bad player or, or whatever. Though a couple of weeks ago, yeah. the Leicester game, I was maybe a bit harsh on him, but I did think, come on, son, this is your chance. He was outstanding on Saturday. And while he faded late on in the game, that's because Chelsea took a grip of it, like Mourinho teams do. They were 2 nothing up. And to be honest, everyone just wanted to get out of Dodge as quickly as yeah. possible. But, he, I mean, it, it wasn't just like, oh, he showed up. No, he was the best player in the park for an hour. And there's some serious footballers mm. in that park, you know. he was. He, if, if John Carver's done nothing else in this little interim period and he's got the best out of this lad and that continues, that's a feather in his cap. Mm. Yeah, and I think Remy Cabela. I think the funny thing about Remy Cabela, the, the interesting thing is that I mean, I did see. It's funny enough, I, I read 
Malcolm McDonald's column in our in our paper the other week, and um, I mean, I look, I, I think it's a great column. I think he, he, he writes, uh, you know, always interesting. But he said he was just wrote Remy Cabella off, and I, and I periodically get on a Saturday night when Remy Cabella hasn't played or he's come on. A couple of Sunderland fans have come on to my Twitter <laughs> feed and say, "Oh, who's this Remy Cabella you were talking about? He's been brilliant, hasn't he?" Yeah. He's the guy. Did they all say, you said he was going yeah, to be the best player in the world. You said he was going to be world <laughs> class. No, I said that Newcastle had signed a really good player, and they and they have. And it, for all that everybody tells me that, you know, oh, he's not delivered and stuff, he's a France international. Went to the World Cup, a good France squad, yeah. by the way, in the World Cup. And he went... A lot of teams wanted him. He decided to come here. Newcastle need they need to give him they need to give him a bit of time. Alan Pardew was not convinced about him either, and that was a big problem. That, and I yeah. think he knew that Alan Pardew wasn't convinced about him. John Carver's come in, and I'm not suggesting that John Carver has suddenly you know was miles apart from Alan Pardew's di- different. Well, I think I think I think John Carver will give him will give yeah. him an opportunity. I mean, in the derby, he got on in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, he's played three he, minutes. Yeah, from time to there, time. there was That's another ridiculous. game he came on recently, and it was like, it was like another big game. You thought, no, this is why you're here, son. Yeah. But anyway, he, he, uh, what, he, what annoyed me? Sorry, I, no, I, no. this is really frustrating. When Alan Pardew was manager, um, it was the, they played Burnley and did really well in the second half against Burnley and played played really, really, really well. They won each game down they at Turfmoor. Turf pop, 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 uh, CC scored. CC scored. And then Newcastle played again on the uh, Saturday. I can't remember who they played against, but they lost at home or they drew at home. It was a really disappointing game. I can't remember who no, it was against, but Cabela started, played about 50 minutes and was poor. It might have been Sunderland, actually. It might have been Sunderland. It, it, might, have been, Sunderland. it might have been the Derby, And he was actually, poor. Yeah. He was poor in that first half and then he got dropped and it was like, we never saw him again. Johan Gufran played how many games, did yeah. nothing and didn't get dropped. Now, I still don't understand the logic of that, apart from the fact that Gufran supposedly offers you a better defensive outlet, although the team was still conceding goals, and he was giving away he was giving away chances. Remy Cabela seemed to be the one who came in for yeah. the criticism. It wasn't, it wasn't Sunderland because he only got in as a sub then, but I, could, no. I can't remember the game. If you, if you know, right in, you win. Oh, Chelsea, it was Chelsea. Chelsea, as you win £100 and Sports Direct. And Newcastle were fantastic <laughs> in, the, in the second half of that game. But uh, Cabela did nothing. Yeah, yeah, he needs the he needs the he needs the confidence. He need, he needs that confidence. He and looks like a lad who needs confidence. Yeah, despite he, the, the kind I mean, of you see, all yeah, that. exactly. But he looks yeah, he looks nah, like, like that. Don't like that. A bit of a, a bit of a young a bit of a young lad that needs somebody to give him a bit of a ro- bit of a rocketing. Not in terms of putting him down, but saying you've got something. Mm. Go and sh- show everybody. And I know it, it's easier to turn up at Stamford Bridge and play in front of the limelights than it is at other places. But there was, like you said, there's some serious players and. He he went and made them look like he was on exactly the same level mm. playing field with them. And if that's what Carver gives you, yeah. but a bit of a rocketing and a bit of a G up, then, then brilliant. I remember the Pardew doing the smiley face to him and dancing. Oh, and God, yeah. A little bit, a, a little straight. bit. That was, yeah. that was weird. A little yeah. bit of that whole patronising a, a, a little bit, I felt. And actually, just, just give him a bit of a rollicking. Do you know who that reminds me of? You, apart from thanks, you don't have thanks, any talents. But we do much. need to kind of G up every morning yeah. and stop you crying as you sit at your, your computer up. screen wondering yeah. why you're there, wondering why trips to Dubai have been taken from uh, under your feet. <laughs> that's fun of the podcast. I yeah, that, I'm just wanting to put it in there. Folks, thank you for listening to this inane rambling. We will try to do this, not like every couple of months, but I'm going to try to do this more regularly every on it every week. But it is quite good when we leave it so long when so, so much happens. And it's Oh, before I go, um, we'll try to do one on Friday. But before we go, Southampton are one hell of a team. 
It's a really difficult game mm. as well. Forget it's St James' but it's a really difficult game on Saturday, isn't huge, it? Huge, huge. I mean, uh, uh, like, funny enough, Southampton, a team that are proving that you can sell players and invest the money. <laughs> he, did, he did invest the money, though. And, and yeah. invest, reinvest the money and do right. But that's what, New, that's what Newcastle's business model is. That's what Newcastle's model is. You sell the players and you reinvest the money, which they've done. But they couldn't get the players that they wanted over the line. Newcastle, Sun, uh, Southampton... Did get the players. They got Pele, who Newcastle could have had as well. Mm. Um, and you know they've got Wanyama, who Newcastle should have had because yeah. they, they scouted them about twenty-five yeah. times. Few of them, few of them, the Newcastle missed out on. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King.